0: Well, hello and hiya, everybody. This is Janice Yule, and this show is something to think about. And we are going to give you something to think about today that we hope you will seriously think about, because I think if you get in control of our primary subject today, which is emotions, that you're going to be able to get through a whole lot of situations without pain, injury, And certainly without your feelings being hurt so much. And I know that your feelings get hurt so easily because I see it on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram and everything else because everybody's so emotional. And that's the one thing that males have a problem with females about is because we act on every possible emotion in the book. So in the studio with me today are. Uh, I am Jason and Raza. (laughs) And in addition to those two handsome guys, there's a young lady and I want to always give her a shout out, whether she speaks to you or not. But she's my teenage granddaughter who comes with her grandma all the time to make sure I'm safe and sound. And I want everybody within the sound of my voice to know that I just absolutely appreciate and am grateful for her attention. So, thank you, Layla. So, how many of you know that the University of California and other scientists have identified 27 different types of emotions? Interesting. 27. I
1: didn't know. There was a number.
0: Some people have them at eight that they figure are the most important ones. Some have them at 12. And others have identified as many as 27. Now, (laughs) in the midst of that 27 emotions, though, there are three that are actually positive. Mm. Wow. Mm. All of your other emotions fall in the negative category as far <clears throat> as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. There are always something else attached to them. So the positive ones that I see, they identify as love, joy, and surprise.
2: Mm.
0: Now, what do you figure are 27 other emotions and every one of them are so negative. Mm. Why is it that you react to things to all of the negative emotions more than you do the positive ones. Why you figure? Because we are just geared that way. Yeah. And we seem to react more to negative stuff than we do the positive. That's why when you look at the news, everybody flipped the channel in a hurry. If somebody beating the crap out of somebody on the sidewalk, but they're not no, not necessarily interested in that young person who has made this great achievement. They'll just flip through that because no action. That, that's the it. human nature and we can't look away from a train wreck. Yes. Yep. Yes. And we like to create train works. You know,
1: that that's a good like I've been uh like working on that and like trying to remove those things. Um, like there was a couple group chats I'm in, and mm-hmm. like kind of the the premise of those group chats was like I'm going to send the wildest thing in here that I've seen today on Instagram. And then you send yours in and then we'll talk about it. And it was just a distraction. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've watched four train wrecks now because we've all sent one. I've not progressed anything that I need to do in the day. This is dumb. Um, I'm just going to leave the chat. It's not you guys. Yeah. I mean, just the, the subject matter. I don't care anymore. Like there was a time this was really entertaining, but it was always a distraction. Yeah.
0: So if you chose an emotion right now that you'd want to explain or to describe of the ones that there are, and there are a lot of them, you know, you get shyness, you've got bashfulness, you've got depression, you've got all these other things. And as I said, the only three that I saw that were even near the positive were love, surprise, and um, whatever else I said at the time. Joy. Joy. Yeah. So... Of those emotions, which one do you think has the most serious impact on your life? Do you, are you into the more, the three group or the other 24? So you bounce in and out of the different ones throughout the day. But what people don't understand about an emotion is it can be controlled. Yes. A lot of people, first thing they jump on is anger. Well, you know, and they piss me off, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. But you don't understand that you can be angry, but you don't have to act it out. Mm -hmm. And where I get angry, I just uh, get quiet, and then I start to talk to them in a language I hope they understand and make them know that I'm not satisfied with that. I may even say I'm angry about that. And right now, I'm... Really pissed off. Mm-hmm. So I may say that, but then I'm not going to jump up and try to beat the crap out of you just because I'm angry. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think. Uh, young people are really more confused about. They feel if they're angry, they got to do something to hurt you because of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think too the the, the hate to sound like the old guy, but I think the the youth <laughs> um, they don't value life as much. Right. Um, and so. You know, where we used to, you know, as they say, shoot the fair one and fight. And then it was it's whatever you dap up after the fight and y'all move on with your day. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't get that opportunity a lot these days. They, you know, a lot of it is is violence um, with the intent of ending a life. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Do you think the video games and stuff actually have any impact on them feeling that way? No, I think real life does.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot in
0: the front of your. (laughs) Like, (laughs) think about how much
1: death we saw um, just when we were like really at the peak of the the modern police brutality issue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It was like every week a new person, right? Right. If you look at the news here, I can show you almost every day I get an alert on my phone of 2 to 3 people getting shot in, yeah. in the general area, right? Yeah. That's going to desensitize you. That ain't a video game, that ain't a rap lyric. Right. That's real life happening.
0: Right, right. Right outside your door.
1: Right. And so mm-hmm. like perfect example, we were in Philly for um the show. I'm walking down the street with Nature and Solo. And there were two baby birds dead on the sidewalk. Oh. Right? Solo had that sentiment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what me and nature said? Birds die every day and kept walking.
0: <laughs> They're totally desensitized about death and, and, and how you should feel about that. That, yeah, that emotion, I, I, like, they can't. When
1: she pointed it out and then I was like, yo, I shouldn't feel that way. Like I shouldn't just not care right. at all. Right. Like I looked at them birds and I was just like. All right, we gonna get these cheesesteaks or what? Like, <laughs> I didn't care. She had a whole moment and like wanted to know how and why and what happened. I was just like, yo, oh, the birth are dead. Like, they fell out.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really know.
1: And but that's where the either.
0: separation of uh, genders is too, because men will look at something and go, well, you know, dismiss it totally because to them it's not important. But because a woman's emotions are more amplified than yours, when they see it, it's a reason to cry. And, the, you know, bring it into their heart. And I just love birds so much. And I hate to see any one of them die. Well, guess what? I used to run those birds down because some of the pigeons always get in my way. Oops. I used to try to it's hit them with yeah, my car. It's called Sky Rats. But I don't want to hurt anybody, you know. So I told them, i were like, Janice, you got a problem. I said, I do. I have problems with pigeons doing all this to my car. <laughs> Taking the paint off of it and everything else with their bodily functions. Yes, I have a problem, but that's how it is. Are mm-hmm. you going to find something that you absolutely love and, and appreciate? It could be something in your heart, a material thing. Mm-hmm. And you go, Oh my God, somebody broke my glass. I can't believe they broke it. Now I don't have a a full set anymore. Mm-hmm. And now all of that just pours out into the room. And you, uh, you saying, really mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that over a glass. Okay.
1: You know, you, you were asking about, um, like, which one of those emotions is, like, the, the most, I guess, volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say anger because, like, when you can harness anger, um, it's really, really powerful. And when mm-hmm. you can't, it's really, really powerful, right? Yes. The thing that, like, I think I've we've had this conversation because he and I have a lot of, like, hey, bro. I was dealing with this with my significant other and there's some emotions here that I'm not sure what they are yet. Right. And we just talk and we'll just talk. Right. Not necessarily trying to say he's right or wrong or I'm right or wrong. Just talk through the situation mm-hmm. to try to figure out what this emotion is, right? Right. And I was finding that in, in my relationship, I would be upset with something that my significant other did, right? hmm And wouldn't articulate it well, if at all. And then that would lead to the anger coming out in a different way, whether right. it be yelling, whether it be, uh, whatever, just some form of negative activity. Right. Mm-hmm. So now whatever that actually ticked me off has been pushed down the priority list because now I'm apologizing for whatever stupidity I just did because I couldn't address what actually was the issue. So then I'm, I, you end up in this infinite loop of never actually getting your point across on what's frustrating you or what that angering thing was because you're always apologizing for how you reacted to it.
0: And so... And did you discuss that, though, while you were feeling anger, though? That's the thing that I find is a problem with a lot of people is that, okay, I know I'm angry. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say to you, Jason, what you just did is something I absolutely don't like. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to avoid that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting to right okay before it would happen i wouldn't say anything and then like almost passive aggressively would do something back mm. right and then i get called on what i did right now i'm apologizing for that but what my real issue was never got addressed because i never said nothing <laughs>
0: exactly because it got so off the right track. so we right back here in a week Got it off of the track
1: you know what i mean so i had to figure out ways to to express it number one um And and express like when I'm just at capacity where I can't express myself fully, but I know we need to stop here. Yeah. Like the train needs to stop here. Give me a minute. Let me digest what I'm feeling. And then maybe I can articulate to you that. But we we can't pile on anymore.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought up anger as one of the primary ones, because really that's one of the ones I want to talk about the most. And, And I want to talk about it the most because I would like for our young people to learn how to handle anger, because that is responsible for almost all of the violence that we have Mm -hmm. is that you don't know how to react to something. If somebody hurts you and you can be sure that somebody is Mm -hmm. okay. So in the, in the classes that I used to have with the kids that I worked with, that was one of the primary parts of my youth empowerment model was anchor. And we talked about that more than anything. But one of the things that I told them and I gave them this analogy is that whenever you are angry, all of these emotions that we're talking about are controllable. Mm -hmm. You have to be in control. And it goes back to what I started with. The first podcast we did was for people to understand yourself. If you understand you, you can better explain you to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to argue over insignificant things because you already know that if you do that again, there's a consequence for it. But one example that I used to give them so they could identify what I'm talking about was, I, have you seen the movie Firestarter years ago?
2: Neither. No, I don't think so.
0: Well, in Firestarter, there was a, a young girl, I guess, 10, 11, whatever, but she had a power where she could just start a fire with her own energy. That's pretty And um, when she get angry... She could set you on fire, your house, your car, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes, everything. So that was her power. So these, of course, the evil forces went to get her because they wanted that power. But what she was, what her mentor was able to do, which was her father, because he had some of that too, but he could, you know, do telekinetic stuff. But somebody had to control an 11-year-old who gets pissed off with you and set your house on fire, or your person on fire. So what she did was, he told her, find a place to put that anger, that fire, when you get angry. Have it go into a bucket of water. That'll Mm. put the fire out. So that's what I tell people about anger. I could be angry. I get angry all the time. A lot of people think I don't. But because I tell them I'm angry, they know I am. And then what I do is follow it up with what happens if you do that to me again. And then I follow that up with actual execution of that consequence. So if I told you you just made me angry and I really wish you wouldn't chew gum in my ear again, because if you do, I'm going to slap the crap out of you. Mm -hmm. So you have to go on your own nerve and know you or know me well enough to know that when you get to there, I am going to try to slap the crap out of you. Right. So that's the thing about anger. And I think among men, it gets to be a different kind of anger that turns into violence. And with women, it turns into scratching and calling names and trying to take your man and you know, all that stuff.
1: Do you think there's a space uh,
0: where anger can be positive? yes i do too yes yeah definitely i think it's a definite motivator because if you're angry about the fact that black children are killing each other you need to get angry your adrenaline needs to go up a few degrees for you to feel just how passionate you are about that those are your activists those are the people who get in the street And they want to protest this and they want to, you know, defund the police force and all that jazz. Those are your activists because they were angry about that. And you could sit in your house and be angry about all these political issues Mm -hmm. and you want to get up and do something about it. And. You, but I think you it's powerful really. yeah. hmm?
1: I think it it's harnessed anger, you know what I mean? Like yeah. um once once you like figure out how to handle your anger, I think you can use it to your like Michael Jordan was great at that. Like mm-hmm. the littlest thing, he would turn it into anger so that he could turn it up. Right. He'd be like I didn't like the way he walked by me. He didn't
0: speak to me appropriately. <laughs> he would
1: make stuff up. Uh, yeah, he just
0: like, so he could get angry. Cuz he had to get angry to do it. Yeah. And uh, for him to feel that power as he's running down the the court, he had to be you had to pump yourself up. You know how they say you get your adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. And some people do it by running and go banging fists into a tree, whatever it is they have to do. And then their performance level goes up. Mhm. Cuz I would say, you know, when I when I was in school, I wanted to achieve a certain grade. Mhm. And when people start getting in my way, talking all crazy and doing stupid things in the class, and I couldn't achieve what I wanted, I would get angry. Mm -hmm. And I would say to the class, could you just be quiet? Because what we're trying to do is this. I'm done, yeah. So they recognized that I was serious about what I was trying to do. And in many cases, the hecklers and the crazy ones would settle down. Others had to be sent to the principal just because they were clowns. But that's the kind of thing where you can turn that into a positive and all the negative things uh, uh, in those other 24 emotions that I'm talking about can all be turned around to make you a better person if that's what you want to be. And my concern gets to be that a lot of people don't want to be better. They just want to be a bum or they just (laughs) want to be a crazy person. And to those people, you have to learn how to deal with. There's Mace, you know, and... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have to find out what it is that's going to give you the comfort that you need. So for me, if people ask me uh, in some of the places I've been, Janice, why it seem like, you know, you're always happy about something. And I told all of them the question that I think you need to ask more than that. It's why aren't you? Why aren't you? What's robbing you of the joy that you're supposed to feel at this moment? And then, you know, uh, you would think that a baby being born into a caring family, that's a happy thing. You want to feel good about that. But a lot of people are not.
1: Right. Right.
0: So they would treat a baby just as badly as they would you because they could care less. Mm hmm. So all those different emotions get a person to a point where you all worked up about stuff and you didn't even have to be. And a, a good example is, have you ever been in a car with somebody who tries to drive for you on the driver's on the passenger side? Mm-hmm. They, they get mad because somebody cut in front of you. <laughs> I said, what are you reacting to? Really? They weren't even on your side. So why are you screaming out of my window? And after this, don't ever do it again. Because you may just have run up on somebody who felt like they wanted to throw a brick at somebody. Mm-hmm. And they might miss you and hit me. I have a purpose for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do not, they all know, do not scream at people in my car. My
1: girl, my girl <laughs> is the best passenger driver ever. <laughs> Man, that's so
0: aggravating. She'd
1: be like, they can't drive. Look, I'm like, you can't. Don't drive. What are you talking about? I know, right? I know. She gets like passively aggressive with people based on my driving skills. Yes. But that don't mean you can drive. Right. Like,
0: (laughs) what? And some people are right there on the edge of anger all the time. Mm -hmm. So that we're sitting there talking about, you know, the different flavors of ice cream. And then all of a sudden, somebody may say, something. she talking to you. What? Now they're getting ready to fight somebody over somebody insulting me. I said, I should be the one to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And as far as I'm concerned, I could care less what they said.
1: Yeah, like (laughs) people are surprised all the time with like, what you choose to put energy into. Mm. Uh, They were yelling at you. I just didn't care enough. So they can have that. Like, and and then, what, what's the Jay-Z line? Um, never argue with a fool because people from a distance can't tell who's who. Who's
0: mm-hmm. who. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, sometimes I just let it go.
0: Like, I was just like, I'm not doing that with you. All right, go ahead. You got it. But how do you guys handle when you and your male friends are together and they are the hyper ones that want to jump all out of place while you're trying to get your work done? How do you handle... You know, desensitizing that moment so that they are not going to be both an embarrassment to you or could cause you some harm because of the way they react to situations. How do you calm your friends down, you know, throw your fire into the water? How do you make them kind of come around to the way you deal with anger? Honestly, we go ahead.
2: I feel like it starts with knowing your people um, Mm -hmm. and not putting them in a position where that can happen. Right. Um, So I feel like there's got to be some trust already built up to even be trusted to be put in a certain position Mm -hmm. uh, where that can happen. So, I mean, I think, yeah, like, I think we
1: definitely do a good job of kind of, like, trusting people to be themselves um, and then moving accordingly to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we definitely got, like, a a couple of mutual friends that, like, we hang out with inside, We don't go outside with them. <laughs> like, In, they go outside all of the time, right? And we go outside all of the time. But well, uh, we don't do a lot of outside together. Right. Because the way they do outside isn't the way we do outside. Right. Know? And so, instead of trying to make those two <laughs> things work, we just do inside. There you go. Um, but yeah, like like he was saying, um, I think it is like, you know, kind of like knowing your personnel, mm-hmm. Um But then too, like, you know, every once in a while you'll be out and somebody might be going through something that you don't know about. And now you're in a moment, right? And you still got to handle it. Um, Generally speaking, with men, there's a lot of ego. Yes. So what you have to do is usually move the conversation from where it started. Yes. Um, Yes. And usually that diffuses it. But it's been times where I didn't have that opportunity. I mean, we was at a show one time and two dudes, we were all standing outside with our ladies, except for these two dudes. And they came to join our conversation. Mm-hmm. But then they had friction. Um, Hit the volume button. Nathan. Yeah, they had friction for from something prior and decided that the time to handle it was there with the women involved. And I was like, fellas, we're not doing this. Right. Y'all take that over there have your man time and then
0: come, come back, back and join us. Right, right.
1: And I didn't know how that was going to be taken because it was in front of women and some men need to feel like macho man in front of women. But I also don't need y'all leading to a fight with these women. Cause if you hit one of them, now I'm fighting. Right. So in an effort for us to not all be in a brawl, y'all go over there, talk, fight, whatever you got to do. They came back and was like, yeah, we good now. Great. I could have looked up and they were fighting and it still would have been great. Because the point was not right here, not right now. And generally speaking, I wouldn't have done it that way if if it was all men standing there. I'd have been like, yo, come here, let me holler at college. But because it was women there, I don't have time for that. Right, Like we just don't do this in the vicinity of women. Right. Um, at least the way, you know what I'm saying? The I, way I you are. Up. Right. Um, and you know, that, maybe that street code stuff, I don't know. But some of that stuff was like made sense. Yeah. Like a lot of the street code of like, you know what I'm saying, no women and children, you know what I'm saying, don't don't shit where you eat, all all of those types of things. Those things, like to me, make a lot of sense and create um, boundary. Yeah. Where now you get the desensitization, whatever the word is, Mm -hmm. everybody's desensitized to death and 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 violence and all of that right because it hasn't it's not it doesn't even have a place anymore it's wherever right there's no mutual code yeah it it used to be like yo we're gonna have to kill him but we're not gonna go to his house and kill him in front of his kids right now that's like performative and i I just i just find the easiest way to do it
2: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. i miss the code well that's the thing about um dealing with different situations and particularly reason why i keep going back to the levels of anger is because that's what drives a lot of stuff and drives it into a place where it's not comfortable for people. Because uh, there's going to be somebody who gets mad if they look at your girlfriend a certain way. And now they're ready to fight. But them looking at your girlfriend did what? Right. Was it disrespectful? You think it's disrespectful to you that they see your girlfriend, your wife, who's a nice looking woman. Why wouldn't they look at her? So now you're mad because they're looking at her that way. And then do you have those friends that you know, their angle level, you know, if you take John with you, he's going to get pissed off because there are bees in the neighborhood. And then you're going to get Joe with you. And Joe is angry just because you didn't go to the right restaurant. So, you know, they react to that. And it's interesting when you mentioned inside and outside, because Those are the people that you have to watch because, you know, you can dress them up, but you can't take them out. And with me, like with my friends, I know they're at different levels. There's some of them way up on the anger level. Mm -hmm. But their anger just amuses me because they're angry about crazy stuff. Yeah. So I know that when the crazy stuff starts happening, this friend is going to be the one to jump out on it. Mm hmm. And that friend is just going to pretty much ignore them. Mm-hmm. So I would divide and conquer. Yeah. But I have friends I have had for many, many years. Right. And they don't know each other. Yeah. Because I'm not bringing all them in the same room.
1: Everything doesn't have to co-mingle. Like, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> like some friends are good at that. Like they can work any room. Um, and some <laughs> need to be in a room that satisfies their niche, if you will. Exactly. Um, I, yeah,
0: my my just, sister had a, a very low tolerance for people Very low Almost to the bottom <laughs> So when we went out somewhere I stayed close by her Because I know what she'll do Yeah, pop out quick I mean, we went out, out somewhere And we're walking through the coliseum And somebody said something That she thought was directed to us Which it wasn't And she would turn around And who are you talking to? I said, why are you into that? Let her talk about what she wants. Mm -hmm. The woman made a mistake. uh, Her level of anger must have been very low as well to respond to her. So she's going to come out. Well, I'm saying, and I would do this. And then before the woman could get the last sentence out, my sister knocked her down four flights of steps. Yeah, energy. Because she was like, you don't come in my face. And she wasn't about to discuss it with her. Yeah. She just knocked her down,
1: yeah that so that side of anger, right? yes, I'm so I, <laughs> I have a very low tolerance for disrespect when I'm out with my woman, okay, um, especially if it in any way gets near her,
0: mhm,
1: so there's been several times where we've been out, and there was some disrespect,,
0: uh,
1: and that side of me she doesn't see often, right. And so for her, it feels very volatile. Like it's not calculated, and it always is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so, just to make a long story short, we were in Philly. There was a situation where race was brought up Uh-oh. by an, an older white guy,
0: right? Uh-oh. And I Tension was in the process building. of
1: knocking his teeth out. Mm. She jumped in the middle, right? Because she was just like, it's not necessary, it's not worth it. For me, it was like, this guy's made it to sixty or seventy years old and still thinks this is okay because no one's rearranged his teeth yet. Let me be the one. I don't want him to die not knowing that this isn't okay. Yeah. So let me let me just. Let
0: me, you, just you felt like you had to correct that for his life. Yeah, he? like
1: it's ultimately. It was a I'm gonna service. make him a better person because yeah. somebody needs to smack him in the mouth so he knows not to do that. Mm-hmm. But you saved him yet again. And tomorrow he will make the same mistake because nobody has smacked him in the mouth yet. Right. And she just couldn't get that concept. And I was trying to explain, like, that's a thing. Like, the reason that people just are on the internet or in person just saying anything, doing anything, there are no repercussions anymore. It's either you can do whatever you want or people are trying to kill you. But there's no, like, bow, okay, whoa, probably won't do that again. I didn't really like that punch in the mouth.
0: (laughs) And you just don't do it. You know how to move. That's what you do. I bring some order to the situation. Yeah, like I'm not a violent man, but you need, you need to give he was being to racist. He
1: needed to think about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little pow pow. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs>
1: just that the next time his mouth formed that way, I wanted him to remember the knuckle.
0: I'm like, ah, mm, mm. But given that situation that he just described with his um, lady friend, what would you do? In a situation like that, where would you, where would you have taken that?
2: It's a similar situation. Like, uh, especially if, <laughs> if it gets to that point, like, cause I'm like, I'm definitely a very just calm person, mm-hmm. but, um, it's a flip that is switched And it like And I think it's the same thing Like I have a very low tolerance When I feel like someone's Trying to bullshit me for real mm-hmm. um, Cause like If someone is telling me something That I know is not logical mm-hmm. But they're trying to argue with me As if it makes sense That drives me nuts And there's been a couple <laughs> times Where my wife has had to like Yo let it go yeah. Cause I'm like nah She, You hear what she's trying to Over Like trying to run game Or something Like yeah nah Those mm-hmm. That definitely rubbed me The wrong way So it was like um, I don't know We had the conversation Uh Last night about um just certain people if they get put like in a life or death situation, like the purge was real. Mm-hmm. That even if they knew someone was coming after them that they wouldn't be able to like murder a person. Mm. Like I don't I can't say I feel the same way. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's me versus you, life or death, like
0: uh, By yeah. you. Yeah, I have no problem.
2: <laughs> okay. I do to run that by you. Yeah. So I don't know, somebody that fight or flight inst- like instinct in those moments. Yeah, it's just definitely a protect. And sometimes it is like, yo, this person needs to learn his lesson like that. This is not okay.
1: Yeah. And and like the the, the gentleman was working in public service. He needed to be popped. Right. Because you're going to there's going to be somebody black that comes in here in 15 minutes and we don't have to deal with this. mm -hmm. They ended up sending him home because of our interaction. But
0: but nobody said anything to him because he was white. I guess that ain't mean nothing to me. But it means so much to so many. I was in his chest. Believe it or (laughs) not. And I've been (laughs) through a whole bunch of racial kind of incidences, not me personally. Mm -hmm. But I have been through so many listening to black people talking to me about white people. And today, 2022, I still have adults who are in their 40s, 50s who whisper the word white. For what? Why? Because they fear when... If I say white around a white person, well, what, that they're they going identify to do something to me. Were they Beetlejuice? Well, you know, I never said the name three times. So I don't know. <laughs> that, that,
1: that, 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 First of all, to me, right? Mm-hmm. Identifying as white is telling me you're racist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Versus Italian or something else. Yeah, you have real. an origin. Yeah, You're choosing to identify as white. And all we know white to be is racist America. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. Just my thoughts. But they talk to me like that and they do say, oh, well, you know, well, you know, he's. Uh, white. I said, you mean they're white? What? And they look at me like, oh.
1: But I'm white. also not offended when white people say black. No. Yeah. don't.
2: I, I'm fine. I prefer that. I hate colored or Afri- I hate the term African American.
0: Thank you. I am
2: not like. <laughs> Thank you. My, that heritage has been ripped from me. As far as I know, my people come from Tennessee. Like, yes. I am American. <laughs> like, uh, you know. And then I have I have friends who are African American because they are from South Africa who are white right they are more African American than me they have ties and cultural ties family history culture from Africa yeah Yeah. that makes someone African that makes
0: them an African American we're not Africans we
2: have my culture my entire culture lives here if you want to because what I feel is just a politically correct term to say the N word. Personally, African American, and because colored wasn't acceptable anymore, no. so went yeah. to that. So if you gotta make a distinction because you just want to make that separation, they call me Black American because that is what my culture is tied into. That's mm-hmm. what makes me me. That's yeah. what makes
0: you. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets all upset because somebody called them black. Well, aren't you black? Girl? I mean, yeah, I, don't I don't get it. That
2: one. There's enough to be pissed off about than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, on applications, I always put other. Because I don't want that category that says black or African American.
1: We're the only country that even tries to compartmentalize people by color. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's only for black and white. Everybody else in the country Everybody is identified else, by the nationality, like, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're Mexican American. You're, you know, uh, Latin American. You're Irish American. Whatever. We're both playing a BS game here, guys. Yes, all right. Yes, the whites and the blacks. We're both playing a dumb game,
0: Ew, right? Of this
1: that's made up because white and black ain't a thing, right? Realistically, I don't, it's all very perplexing. <laughs> try to
0: understand, and that's what I tell them. Try to understand, and but, realistically, uh, we're
1: we black culture is not only American culture, it is global culture. Mm -hmm. Black American culture is global culture. Yeah, We drive so much of what happens on this planet musically, fashion wise, um, like business innovation because we have to figure it out all the time. There's just so much that we drive culturally. Um, To be menialized by this black and white game is stupid.
0: Well, yeah. And then on top of that, what we do is just linger on to all the negative stuff about everything. I was on a Zoom call the other day and all of this, believe it or not, is inter- it's interrelated with anger because these are the things that drive people to those emotions and being black or white or being whatever you are on the status ladder. All those are reasons for you to be angry because now you're black and blacks aren't supposed to feel this way or that. But I was on a Zoom call the other night, and then the subject came up about uh, voting rights and how getting black people to register and all that. So I said, here's the thing. They told me that recently it was decided that they weren't going to put in the schools anything about slavery, mm-hmm. and it was going to start after slavery was abolished. Yeah, Well... Everybody was like all up in arms about that. Here's the thing. Why wouldn't you use slavery, the existence of it, as a positive thing to motivate the children today? Because in my example, it goes like this. Um, Raza, we did have slaves in this country, and in many ways we still do because your mind is in slavery when you refuse to use it. Mm -hmm. So I say, but look at Frederick Douglass, he was a slave. He went through all of the things that slaves went through. He did this or that and the other. And then he bought a nice house in the Southeast somewhere. And the story goes that he kicked some white guys behind. So Frederick Douglass used his slavery to be better, to do something better, to write, to narrate, to orate, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we teach that as a path to better development. Why wouldn't I want to know, okay, somebody was really in a bad shape and now this is what they've done. The same
1: thing. I, I don't think that, um, I mean, I think that's a great thought in theory, right? But I, I, what nobody really has said, these that I've seen, um, about this whole, like, removing pieces of history thing. Mm-hmm. Well, one, just to be clear, history is written by the victor. Right. So right. there's always more to the story. That's one. Number two, what I've seen and what I think drives this whole thought of removing this information mm-hmm. is the younger generations of white kids are apologetic for slavery mm-hmm. and empathetic to black people. Right. Yeah. That has to stop for white supremacy to exist. Right. We have to get back to the place of painting it all as we've always been the best, always doing the thing. And if we've now got slavery, we're so far from slavery that it is fully formulated that it was bad. Right. Yes. And everyone knew all the new people being born, believe this to be bad. We've got to go get, it's got to go because we can't change that anymore. So we're just not even going to talk about it. So we can keep this level of supremacy and today's uh, population is far more Um, about a like united moral compass. And again, that don't work to their advantage. Right. So if everything has to be morally right, we need to find a way to put white people back in the moral high ground. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? We remove what we used to wave as a victory flag because it's now been framed as negative. They Mm -hmm. have fought hard enough to frame this as negative. So now it's got to go
0: so that we can maintain this. Mm -hmm. But that's a situation that I wish that we could remove some anger because everybody wants to keep you angry about that. White people have a lot of things that they really are embarrassed about, a lot of them. Others cherish it and can't hold it close to their heart because they believe that they are the chosen ones. The way you get them out of that habit is not for you to keep playing into the same thing. I mean, if you ask anybody about slavery and define that and who you think was affected by it, the first race they're going to come to, I bet you, is black people. Because yeah. they don't see a slave. You don't see a white person as being a slave. But, yeah, they've all been in slavery, real pitiful, bad situations, demoralizing, whatever. They've been in them, too. So what? There are different kind of definition for slavery. Our slavery was the worst slavery in the world. How about the Holocaust? All of that stuff. But we want to be angry about those things. So that's what we do. The whole Black Lives Matter started because people were angry. And we want this to happen. And we want to defund the police now because we're angry about it. So let go and just stop being angry and figure out another path through the forest. Because you can. I was born in North Carolina, one of the most racist places you could have been at that time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But when young people now ask me, well, you know, Janice, how how was that for you, you know, being in the South and white people treating you? I said, I never knew that existed. Because in my environment, there wasn't any of that. My father worked at a flour mill. And when you walked in that place, you thought my father owned the place because he came in with a certain dignity and he demanded a certain kind of respect, even though most of his co-workers were white people. Mm-hmm. So he didn't bring that to our house
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we didn't live it.
1: And it, a lot of that existed, right? Like my grandmother was the same way, you know. She was the, the, the first generation in the family to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Um and became a, a you know a secretary in the government, you know, and did that for a long time, retired from the government. that made a way for my mom to go to school. Um, and you know we've allowed, again, the way history is written, to put us in the victim, seat yes. at all times, right? Yes, and so we're constantly asking for something, yes. but there's so many moments in history that we don't talk about where we demanded respect. We demanded integrity, we demanded certain things and it's, we don't have that, right? We don't put that out
0: there. Exactly.
1: We don't tell the story of of your father and how, yeah, he was black and he worked with a bunch of white people, but he was treated as an equal because he showed up as an equal. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same way. Like you're not going to treat me a certain way because I'm going to show up a certain way. Right. Like, there's just the presence that you have to learn to have, and then it eliminates the space for certain things to happen. Um, but I, just, I don't know. I just, just this conversation really had me thinking like, yo, we've been playing... And we were victimized, but we don't have to operate from that space forever.
2: Right. For a lot of people, it's a good excuse though, to not try.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I just, right. it's their fault. want to be victims all the time. That's my beef with the people that are like big on like energy and the universe and all that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't exist, but you're not going to tell me that life is just happening to me. Yeah. Right. I'm happening too. I'm right. doing things. I have purposes. I'm going after things. I'm not just blowing in the wind and land somewhere. So, Like I let people talk that, but then I eventually I'm like, yo, I don't blow
0: in the window. So like we're going to happen to some stuff today. And that's the thing that I wish a lot of people would do is when you're talking to your children, male, female, doesn't matter. Talk to them the same way about these things. Learn how to control that emotion and make it make you be the sovereignty over that particular issue, because I don't have to react that way. If I'm going somewhere and I know you're a fighter, I'm going to stay away from you as much as I can because I know you're going to get out there and act ignorant, as they say. Mm-hmm. But the thing that angers me about all of this is that the, the, the thing that you just mentioned that's been painting myself as a victim, when you do that, that's you. <laughs> Don't invite me to that party. I'm not coming. So when you do have that self-confidence when you do feel like you're in control of all of the different emo- emotions you might experience. Do they interpret that for you as you being arrogant?
1: Yes. I am always called arrogant. Yeah. Because I'm comfortable in my skin. And like, I, we just had this happen yesterday.
0: <laughs> Perfect timing on my part.
1: I don't have to react the way you think I should react. Right. If my reaction offends you, that wasn't my intent and that I am sorry for. But I'm not here to guess the reaction that you're looking for from me. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: And also. We end up tying too much of our worth to the reaction of others. Are you doing what you're doing for you or to get a reaction out of person over here? Right. And as long as it's tied to that, you'll never feel satisfied because they're in control of how you feel about whatever it is you're everything. doing.
0: Everything.
1: For me, yeah, there are things everything I do, right? Is kind of for public consumption at this point, right? Mm. Um some things go stellar, some things don't. Some things sell a lot, some things don't. I'm not emotionally tied to the market's reaction to my stuff. Right. Right. it's still data it's still analytics so I'm like okay they didn't like that what didn't they like about it let's figure that out okay Mm. cool how can I tweak that for the next one that's where I've gotten to it's hard for people who are on that journey to digest it until they get there that you don't have to be tied to this person's reaction to everything
0: everything. exactly I,
1: I feel satisfied
0: so I'm good But it's just like I had a conversation with some women, and I'm always having these conversations. I really would like to get out of them now. (laughs) But when you wake up in the morning, your limbs work, your brain is still intact, everything else is happening for you. Do you wake up in the morning and go through a whole self-evaluation in front of the mirror, all of these different inspirational things you need to say to yourself? If you have to do that every day, then you don't believe them from the day before is what I figure. Because when I get up, I'm not thinking about how great I am and what wonderful things I can do. Because mm-hmm. I'd be there all day. Okay, nobody left. <laughs> but yes, um, when you get up, I don't do any self-evaluation. At my age, when I'm getting up and saying, okay, is my arm really going to get up off of the bed today? And <laughs> my legs going to work when I get on the floor? I may think that. But instead of thinking it for any any period of time, I get up and test those things. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that get up in the morning and the first thing they do, jump on Facebook and tell everybody how wonderful you are. Well, you're wonderful no matter what somebody says about you. And I'm just like slapping my head thinking, do you get up with that on your mind or did you type this the night before? (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. what is that? All your self affirmations. You should know how you are.
1: That you know that reminds I was listening to a um, podcast this week um and the host um is a content creator, and then the woman she was interviewing runs a podcast studio in Atlanta, and she runs the black podcast uh festival mm. um it's like a conference for a black podcasters right great um, and I met her recently at an event that she had. Leading up to the conferences in May. Mm. Um, so I was listening to the show. And she brought up the whole like coaching economy of, you know, all the over the Internet. You got a coach for this and a coach for that and a coach for this and a coach for that. And She was just like, you know, if you need a coach to tell you your worth or you need a coach to tell you that you can ask for more money. Or, Seriously. She was like, you know, a lot of what you guys are paying for in coaches. That's therapy. And therapy, your insurance will cover and you're spending all of this money out of your pocket on a coach that really isn't helping you much in the business room. They're helping you with your mindset. That's a therapist. And it was a really valid thought because even when the, the coaching that you signed up for um, a couple years back, mm-hmm. that was therapy for real. Mm-hmm. That was all mindset. It had nothing to do with really Advancing you the physical business did right. the business advance from it? Sure right. but it was it was therapy mm-hmm. it was targeted therapy, but it was therapy when yeah. I really think about it and I just you know I think we get caught up in frameworks and then yeah. we just go with it and then when she said it, I kind of like pushed back from the whole thing and I was just like, damn it it they've really created a network of unlicensed therapist yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and because the, and you know why it works it's because people have so many problems and, and people want to give so many of
1: them. people want to put the responsibility of their happiness on someone in fast. your hands Indeed. you see it in relationships you goodness see it in business you see it all over the place and all it this is the coaching economy and i'm not trying to you know go in on anybody that's a coach um But it's very much monetizing, making you feel better. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And you ought to feel better just by virtue of you being you. The ones sitting around this table right now, neither one of us is like the other one. And we're not trying to be. Everybody's in their own category. But then they'll look at you and be judgmental because I think that the arrogance that they may identify with you or you or Me, or she certainly has a good dose of that too, but that's confidence. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to talk to those people. Could you go talk to them? Uh, yeah. Unless I'm going into a room and everybody sitting around the table has a weapon, axes and, you know, some different kind of guns and Glocks and whatever. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable in that environment. But if I'm talking about safety first, I will address that.
1: I think people project <laughs> a lot of times when the word arrogance gets used, it's a projection of uh, a lack of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to your point, like we walk in a room and somebody wants to get a conversation with person A over there. Right. Whether it's like a romantic interest or, you Whatever. know, you want to begin some form of business relationships so or you're trying to network. Right. I'm one of those people, I'm like, who them? I bet and I'm going to go over there and start talking. Some would say I'm arrogant for thinking that I could just walk over there and start a conversation. Right, right. For me, it's just something I can do.
0: Right. And You're sitting there down.
1: thinking of your opening line. I'm just going to go over there and stumble in and be human, and that's going to get me a conversation. Right. You know? um, but everybody doesn't have that, right? But my homeboy that's shy... And won't go across the room to talk to the girl. You can't call me arrogant when I just got the girl for you. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Sorry. Because you, you used my arrogance to your advantage.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: So what it's, is it really arrogance or is it confidence in something that you may not have confidence in that I've done enough to feel right. confident in?
0: It's like a woman who walked up to a guy that she wanted to talk to and she wasn't sure what her opening line was going to be. So she just walked up and started talking. And in the conversation, she said, excuse me, what size shoe do you wear? <laughs> and that made him smile. And that opened that? up the conversation. You don't have to be an expert at all of this. It's real simple. No, nah, not at all. Because if somebody wants to talk to you, if you say, what size shoe do you wear? Your response is either going to tell her what it is or you're going to strike up another. What size shoe do you wear? hmm You know, so you don't have to have all of this stuff that you think you need to have. You just need to be you. The only time I've never got the girl is when I thought (laughs) about it. But that's what you do. Somebody somebody said to me, I wanted to get these people together to do something. So I just automatically thought of getting a a male team because I just would rather be with the guys. (laughs) Because I can interact with them better and they are more honest with me than women are because they always feel like I'm trying to, you know, take over or something. I don't know what it is. But I said, I asked these guys if they wanted to be a part of this initiative that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, why do you think that they would want to do that? You know, when you ask them, I said, because I asked them. They know me. So they know I'm not going to invite them into, you know, what's supposed to be a swan song when it's actually an alligator fight. <laughs> right. They know me. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I could walk in with confidence uh, about it because I know they know how I am. They know on what level I perform. So I said, you can't just be sitting back here wanting to talk to that guy. He's looking fine in his, you know, suit or whatever he's in. Tennis shoes and a T-shirt, whatever. But he looks good to you. You, wanna, you just want to talk to him. So talk. You're not inviting him over. you just, hi, how are you? What's mm-hmm. going on? So all of that depends on you and how well you, I have to keep going back to the same thing, how well you know you. Because that way when your wife, your girlfriend, your male friend, whatever, when they come to you and say, well, come on, we want to go and jump off of this ledge over here. And you mm. go, you and who else? Who's the we in your sentence? Because he knows you're not going to do it. You already told him, I don't do ledges. Mm -hmm. So don't ask me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know that I went way overboard on anger and stuff, but anger brings on so many other emotions, and it's involved in almost every other emotion. And since there are more negative um, emotions than there are positive, you really got to deal with the elephant in the room. And when you start talking to people, tell them how to deal with that. Stop being angry about everything. So what the lemon is not yellow today. It'll turn yellow. It's green now, but it'll get better. No reason to be angry about that. So you have to learn what really makes you angry. And I tell people it makes me angry because I don't like being angry. Mm -hmm. I would rather be in the category of those little pitiful three ones and not just choose joy and surprise. I'd rather do that. I don't deal too much in the loved one because everybody has a different concept of what that is. And I told, uh, as I told these women who want to just go out with guys and don't know who they are, or where they came from, they love you. Sure they do, but tell them why they ask them, why do they love you before you go over to their house? Because he may just love to have you laying on a bench with handcuffs and want to cut your wrist. I don't know. You tell him that may be love for him. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's all they knew was to lacerate somebody. Mm -hmm. So I asked them to tell me what that means to you before we go anywhere else. Don't tell me you love me because I interpret it as being one thing that's more sexual in nature than anything else. Mm-hmm. So what else besides that? We all both know we can do that. I mean, because bees do it. So <laughs> it's not a real skill. It's just, you that's, just have to just humanistic. know. Humanistic. Mm-hmm. You know? So what we're going to do today is we're going to end that conversation um, because it could go on and on. And next time we talk about emotions, and we'll do that we'll just pick one out of the list of 27. And well, that, definitely an that's explorer. a whole yeah. lot of podcasts right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But well, yeah. that's One down, 26 to go. 26 <laughs> to go. And thanks to you guys, we have done a great job, I think, kind of making you see the difference between those things and what you can do. So when we start to talk more in depth about these things where you can see and kind of feel us a little bit about it, what I want to do, is to get a couple maybe, or maybe we get people who are not couples, or maybe we mix it up. But I really want to get those people who feel like they're in some sort of emotional turmoil, whether it's I'm really shy or I'm really this or that. And for us to serve as a sounding board for the things that they find negative about what, who they are Mm -hmm. and help them correct that. Because a lot of talk shows and talk programs, we talk, These are all loquacious people who love to talk. But what if we just created a situation where we actually help somebody overcome that thing that's an obstacle for them so that now other people will look at them as a, you know, low-level arrogant. (laughs) So that's where I want to get to. And um, I know with the help of Raza and Jason, I'm going to get there because we're going to change direction on people a little bit give him something here and something to look at at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um I think people will uh, like I always look at talk talk shows and I say, "Okay, so they were on the talk show. So what happened?" I'm like, Raza, I want to get to the bottom of that. What actually <laughs> happened? What did y'all do?" So right. you told us on TV, well, no, you know, Dr. Phil, what did you do? Okay, well now the two of you shouldn't sleep with each other anymore. Well, did they? Right. <laughs> I want to know. And I'm that kind of inquiring mind. And I, I think that if we focus our energy kind of on correcting something, that people are going to see the value of that. Because if you see it on TV, can you tell me what channel to look at? Because I haven't seen where it helped anybody overcome anything.
1: I think the only one that really, and it's not really even framed as a talk show anymore, but like Ayanna's show, she she's in the trenches with them for a while. Hmm. It's not like, does they that just one-off conversation. Yeah, have a conversation and she's like, you're doing this bad and that bad and that bad and, <laughs> and fix this. And then they just disappear. Now she tells them and then she's fighting with them about it. And you know, she's taking them through different like um kind of routines to, to break habits. And, mm-hmm. and so then you get you, to see them the kind of come
0: out of it. That's cool. And, um, and do you ever see them come back and say that really helped me?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, usually the end is kind of a like, you know, this is, you know, where we got to and mm-hmm. then she might give you a, a recap or like a um, not a recap but follow up like a follow up yeah. you know later um so I mean but it's just you know so few and far between and Ayanla's show is on one of them specialty channels that like you have to get outside of a bunt like it's not readily available like yeah. mm-hmm. Fox 5 or yeah. something like that well
0: the thing about me is I like conclusions I like to get to yeah. a conclusion about something so with the young men and women that I had in my program you know 30 years ago what I told them is, as long as I'm alive, you can always come to me. So they have held me to that. They are now 30s and 40s. But they come back to me mm-hmm. and ask, what What do you think? Because they've done this and they want to get some kind of opinion from me about where they are now. That kind yeah. of thing. But what I hear most from them is thank you. Because if you hadn't told me that then, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. And that's what I like. I have, even after all this time, that whatever I taught them was sus- was sustained for them. That's what I would like to see for more people. I think we can do that. Yeah. I think we can get that Jane Doe or John Doe. Uh, and I really want to get some um, young people, some teenagers, because nobody's teaching them how to deal with life.
2: True. Mm-hmm.
0: None of them, because yeah. they have all these emotions that are running amok. They want boyfriend and girlfriends, and they want female friends if they're female or male otherwise. But they don't know how to talk to each other. Yeah. They don't I, know that. I, I my parents this my are really sick. I'm tired of them, and yep. so many of them want to get away from those parents as quickly as they can. Mm-hmm. But here's what—that's what I want to move into, and I'm so glad that I have you guys to help me move in that direction Absolutely. because I know we're going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm going to say, um, you guys learn who you are, please just learn who you are. If you don't know as somebody, they can help you form a personality and a lot, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you can't do it. Yes, I can. (laughs) 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 What? We can help you find that personality. And when you find it, then you can live with it or you can become somebody else. We're not all stuck in one personality, are we? No. no, Because we know that in this minute you're just like, okay, catering. Okay, Janice, sure. And in the next instance, you could be kicking somebody's behind. Mm -hmm. So I think we can take all that and kind of nurture it and put it into a package that people will subscribe to, buy, to participate in. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But today, if you guys have a final word, we'd like to hear it. No, nah, right. man. Until next time. Yeah. Until next time.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, uh.
0: Oh, but I have one quick question. Let me say this before we go. I tried to ask it earlier. Between the two of you, mm-hmm. since I'm kind of hearing that you have personalities that are right along the same train track. What happens when you get a situation and it just pisses both of you off at the same time? Who calms who down? Pardon me. You calm Jason down.
2: Yeah. Because um, I like, I don't know, I'm probably the, I'm usually the one in the friend group that sees through the anger because I'm looking at the repercussions of what's about to happen because of the anger. Uh-huh. So now I'm trying to get in front of that. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, I want you to know I'm not surprised by that answer. But
2: <laughs> no, but that's,
0: see that's usually how it
2: going from goes from down. i like, to yo, 60. I know you're completely justified in the reaction you're about to give,
1: but like, I would I don't want to get you out of jail tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm the one that when it needs to be known that we're not to be played with, you don't even have to say a word. Yeah. I'm already facts. on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I And both of those are needed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
1: like That's a good. I, I'm definitely you, I'm, you know, I'm
0: I'm
1: grown man. So like I'm not out here like looking for fights or nothing. But yeah. but sometimes it needs to be unleashed. You know, but <laughs> every once in a while I'm like, yo, yo, no, we're not we not doing that. So whatever it's gotta be. We can we can handle that
0: right now. Well, I think that's wonderful. Right? <laughs> and when I uh, uh, alluded to the fire starter before, I see that that's what you have to do. You have to take that and put it someplace. And yeah. and you guys bounced off of each other very well. I just realized. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he he.
1: I think we had a very heated discussion in here last night, and I think coming into it, it anybody in the room would have thought that I would have been the one to flip the table, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Because realistically I was being yelled at and normally that, no. Well, no, that's the quickest way to like move your anger. Yeah, and easily triggered. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and I am more aware of myself and I was just like, wait, this yelling isn't all about what I allegedly did. There's more in this than that. So like, I'm going to not go down the angry road because I want to get more information.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. And so I was able to stand my ground in a controlled manner, um, and kind of keep the conversation as guided as I could while in it. And then where I couldn't, he would step in. See,
0: that's what I'm. That's what I love about that. I think that's a great combination. And by all means, keep it up and help others. You know, practice that. Yeah. Because we all need somebody calm us down sometime mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah for sure And
0: mm-hmm. um, it's not so easy to say calm down Because that mm-hmm. makes people angrier mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Oh yeah cause we'll be at uh, I'll be at dinner with my wife or we'll be out somewhere And if I'm starting to get like too loud Or a little too passionate she'll be under the table Like uh, squeezing my knee <laughs> Give me the time <laughs> well, I, mean, I
1: called him the other day cause I was Really heated with some software Not doing what I wanted it to do Oh boy Never used the software in my life mm. Right? And I just assumed it was going to do X, just, Y, Z. And it didn't, and I was pissed. And I called him, and I'm like, yo, why isn't it doing this? And he's like, well, that's not how it works. And I'm like, I don't care. It should. <laughs> <laughs> it should work like this. And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't. And if you let it do this, then you can do what you're trying to do. And I'm like, I should have had to do all of that. And he's well, like, that, but soft. you do. That's all." But he when let me vent. You know what it just
0: didn't know you well enough. That's all. <laughs> I was mad. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all your input today, and I want to say hello and bye for Layla over there because she's grooving to her own music. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> having a whole. Thank different you, show. Layla, Look. and to the rest of you, bye. Don't